Hey everybody, we're talking about money today and why it's a good idea to have a chain on your wallet and stop storing cash in the bathroom walls. I'm gonna talk about lies, the lying liars who tell those lies, and I'm gonna arm you with some truths to confront these lies. Let's get to it. Welcome to the podcast. I am Dave. This is Right All Week. And if you would like to engage on any of the social media networks that uh, we're currently signed up for, I'm going to try to jump on the new guys here pretty soon. Look for the username at Right All Week. If you want to send an email, you can do uh, send one to the address Right All Week at gmail.com. And of course, uh, if you're watching or listening, wherever you find the podcast, do please uh, be a good friend to all of your neighbors and fellow patriots and share the content. It's good for me. It's good for you. It's good for anyone who would be confronted with this information. And of course, that makes it good for the country. So if you love your country, then let's help get the information out. Talking today again about money. You're going to talk about Bob Biden's broke back debtor plan. I'm going to talk about the, the lies that are being disseminated with respect to taxes. And we're going to talk about inflation. I want to start there because I think this is the one that everybody is most familiar with. And it is interesting. It's apparently come to a point now where they have to admit that it's at least bad-ish, right? So if you've heard the, the official narrative, the official story is it's the worst inflation that the country has suffered in the last 40-ish years with uh, hovering right around 7%. But of course, if you are a real red-blooded American, somebody who actually like does stuff, if you're li- out there living a life and engaging in the market at all, you already know this $7, this 7% figure is bogus, okay? That's because they kind of rigged the system. Pretty much everything government does is pretty well rigged. You can imagine as long as there is a bureaucracy that is tied to an executive or administrative or legislative branch, all the bureaucracies, of course, they don't actually serve you as that is the premise for which they are established but they actually serve the branches that establish them. And in this case, they need to make the administration look good. So they fudge the numbers. How do they do that? They deliberately, in their sampling, when they're getting these numbers together, they make sure that the things that they know are going to inflate the figure, well, we'll take a small sample of that. And the things that, of course, that will help to improve the figure, well, we'll take a large sample of that. So we can say, yeah, we've sampled all of the things. They're all in the figure, and this is the number we've come up with. Now that you know, that this is how it's done. And the fact that we are now looking at, according to their records, the official government position is that we are now facing the worst inflation in four decades, then it's really bad, right? But again, you're living in the real world. You know that it's a lot worse than 7% because all of the deals out there that you used to buy on groceries, are they, they all just go up by seven cents on the dollar or do they go up by like a quarter per dollar? Because that's probably what you're really experiencing. And I think the fact that the dollar store Dollar Tree. I mean, I've had this, this has been like my entire adult life. Hey, there was a time when I did actually needed to like do most of my shopping at the dollar store. Cause if you're get, when you're first getting established, those are the places that help you get started, right? And they have raised the price. They didn't raise it to a dollar seven. They didn't even raise it like say they were off by half. They didn't raise it to a dollar 14 per item. They raised it to a buck and a quarter per item. And I think that best reflects the actual situation in our economy and in our market right now. It really does make sense because if you were to go back and look at how much money is being pumped in by the federal government, the the fake money, it's not really tied to any assets. They're just making new money and throwing it out there. At the same time though, money availability is going up. Well, product availability is going down. Y'all, I'm sure you've heard about supply chain issues. Again, even that's another example of something that's really bad 
that has actually penetrated the legacy media industrial complex, they've had to acknowledge it. They're being forced to acknowledge the inflation to some degree, and they're being forced to infl uh, to recognize the supply chain issues. And I feel like it's just a, just a feeling. I mean, I know that I'm just an average guy recovering from a brain injury, but I'm pretty sure that there was at least one voice last year who predicted these problems. Oh yeah, that was me, okay? So it's just something that's coming true. I'm not the only one, but people who were just had a little bit of foresight could tell you if we stop making stuff and we keep using stuff, we're gonna have less stuff to use and eventually it's going to catch up with us. And it has, because we've actually throttled it back even more. So now we've got more money than ever and less stuff. And so of course the prices of everything are going through the roof and not by 7%, by a lot more, more like 20 something percent on average, depending on you know where you're looking. Of course, there are gonna be some items that are gonna be the exception, but the 7% figure is absolutely bogus. And if you're watching this video and you're, again, if you're engaging in the market at all, you know this, it is though. Here's another a big takeaway. They're okay with this because this is a tax. It's a way of making sure that all of us down here in the real world who don't have unlimited access to whatever funds whenever we want more funds, we are actually the ones who are going to have to find a way to, to bite the bullet and to pay the to pay the bill because that's what happens. So all of your money, if you had if the reference to the, to the money in the wall, right? That money is just sitting there, it's going down. But the rich people, this is another one of those transfer of wealth situations, the people who's pretty much their entire markets are based on debt. Well, okay, cool. That means that my debt is actually gonna get easier to pay now because the value of that debt is falling. We're at a point now where inflation is outrunning interest, it's outrunning wage growth, it's gonna be, it's outrunning stock growth. Why is the stock market doing so well? Because that's where people are trying to run and put some, find some way to protect their money. If I put it over here, then the assets that I buy in the stock market, well, they'll actually grow, so my stock will be worth more in that, than when I bought it for, so that way, eventually, when I cash that out, I will not have lost as much if I just had a dollar here that can't do as much today as it did yesterday, can't do as much as it did the day before, can't do as much as it did the day before. What are the resources, though? What are our actual options to fix this? It's worse than you think, I mean, unless you're smart, and I know there are a lot of smart people out there, but somebody's gotta say it, okay? There's a lot of stuff that we know that we just don't say out loud. I'm happy to be your voice, ladies and gentlemen. Let me say some pretty bad stuff out loud. We are pretty dang screwed if we don't stop this thing right now. You've got two bad choices. The first bad choice is we just keep doing the inflation thing because how are we gonna pay for stuff? We gotta find a way to pay for stuff. We need more money to pay for stuff. So we'll just keep making more money until we become Venezuela. That's option one. Option two is we bite the other bullet. That is the recession bullet where we say, we're not gonna allow the dollar to keep getting being inflated or deflated, and we're going to actually require, uh, we're gonna raise the rates on interest, we're gonna stop the, the pushing out of additional funds, we're, and we're gonna face what will be likely a recession. Because again, less product, but less money and less product. That's pretty hard to deal with, it really is. That's something that we could face because Again, there's a third option, but I really think this is, a, this is the least likely one to actually happen. The third option being where we find a way to reintroduce resources so that the products that we are chasing are more and that they're more valuable. They're greater in quality and they're greater in quantity. 
I don't see this part actually happening, especially not under the current administration that's shutting down pipelines and requiring us to import things and is making it as hard as possible as we can for people to do things here in the United States that are actually valuable and there's a run on resources. We don't have the available resources to make the products we used to make, yet alone make new products. So that being the case, I expect it's just gonna be inflation, 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 and then recession, recession, recession. And we're gonna actually probably experience maybe not the worst of both of these, but definitely a bad version of both of these because there's very few people who actually have positions of influence who can actually cast a vote to choose one or the other before it becomes too late to do both and that's what I expect is going to happen. So there you go. Somebody gave it to you straight. The story of inflation. Uh, what can you do about it? You can try to find some people who might actually be those decision makers who are willing to call it like it is, who talk like I talk right now. It's not a good idea that we keep funding stuff. We need to stop government spending. We need to put a freeze on it. We're not spending any money on anything thing, okay? Because it's zero dollars. That's pretty much needs to be everybody's campaign promise. Zero dollars because there are no dollars, all right? And we just go for the recession and we say, it's going to it's gonna be hard, everybody. It's going to hurt. You're going to have to tighten your belt. You're going to have to <clears throat> pay your fair share for once, right? But it's really going to be legitimate for everyone. Otherwise, the inflation thing's going to keep happening and the people who are going to be hurt the least are the people right now who are actually causing the problem. Rich people who are hedging their funds and protecting their wealth against it and who are actually spending, spending, spending like it actually doesn't matter and keep doing more and more government problems. So yeah, pray, of course, that's always a good help. But then yeah, get out there and try to find some people who are willing to confront this issue head on. And in the meantime, you do what you can do to help your family. It's important that you be prepared to deal with the things that are going to affect you directly. Go buy non-perishables, start stocking up. That's the price of those things isn't gonna go down, not anytime soon. And uh, it's gonna be harder and harder to buy the things that we're accustomed to buying. So the more of the things that you can get that you know you will consistently need, even in during a massive inflation, deflation, or recession or whatever, uh, get those things now while it's easier to acquire. That's my advice for this. Anyhow, so that's everything regarding inflation until I decide to talk about it again. Let's talk about the next issue. Let's talk about taxes, because as I said, inflation's a tax, but you know what? It's not the only tax you pay, right? We all pay like taxes, taxes. Okay, so why does Dave want to talk about taxes today? Because, I mean, you would think that we could pretty much talk about taxes just about any day, and I probably could talk about taxes just about any day, but as I said, I'm confronting lies and liars, and while they've been lying about inflation, they're also lying about taxes because they actually want to, you know, bring back some of the taxes that were lost, and uniquely, interestingly, they actually want to bring back one of the exceptions that were lost. So here's a lie. Maybe you've heard this already. That they're trying to claim that the stuff that Trump did while he was in office, while the, the, the tax reform that he passed, was actually something that was not beneficial for people in the public. That just your average American did not actually get much of a tax break. This has actually been a, uh, a major media campaign. They've tried to do as much as they can pretty much since the bill was introduced to try to make people believe that. People were not expecting a good bump. And some people, even after it's actually happened, still didn't realize how much of a good uh, a difference it made actually in their budgets. And same also goes true for the, for the issue that I just finished talking about inflation. You know, while President Trump was in office, the value of money, it was actually able to do more. So there were, there were more products and the, the wage growth was outpacing the inflation growth. So it was actually good for everybody. We were all slowly getting more wealthy together, supply side economics and all that. But uh, that's not the case now. We're all gradually getting poor. And at the same time, they're trying to make people think that you are actually paying more under President Trump than you will be paying now. And they want to bring back some of the taxes that were. Well, that's not true. And you can actually, again, it's funny, as I said before, this thing about how the, the branches 
of government, they are there to protect the government, to make them look good, but they still got the studies. You can go, you just, they don't make it really widely known. The official armchair, the media group who's responsible for propagating everything for the DNC isn't out there telling you that there is a report available. If you go and look, it's directly from the IRS that proves that people with an average median home income, which last year was around 60K, those people got significant reduction in their tax burdens. It was like 18 to 25 percent. All right. So if you suddenly found out actually what I was responsible for paying to the government prior to Trump was reduced by a quarter, is that significant? Some might say one quarter of your burden, your tax, what you might used to pay out pretty statistically significant because if you recall, we also adjust it. How do you figure out what your adjusted gross income? Well, we did the standard deductions got changed. There were a lot of things that got changed and people's tax burdens came down significantly. The same thing was true for people who made twice of that. Okay. So if you're in a hundred thousand race, now it was brought down to the teens. Okay. You know, and they're, they're trying to make it sound like, oh, he was just doing stuff for the rich. He was really helping out the rich. Everything's all benefiting the rich. Well, not actually because it actually it, progressive meaning the people at the bottom pay the least and the guys at the top pay the most. Uh, the guys at the top had the least benefit of it in total. If you're looking at the entire group of individuals, there was about a 3% tax cut for, for any one person, right? But at also simultaneously, they actually grew how much of the total tax collected by that portion of the group also grew by 3%. So they're actually paying the largest portion of the total taxes collected ever and other people at the bottom, median household, paying a quarter less than they used to pay. And then, of course, there's a lot of people whose incomes are on the lower end who actually pay nothing. I mean, they might pay something in the way of what your federal tax withholdings or whatever else, but by the time you cancel it out with whatever benefits are available, uh, usually that comes out to, I paid nothing. And sometimes people actually come out in the positive. They get more from the government than they put in. And that's how you get numbers like these. Really heavy on the top end. These are the guys who are paying the largest percentage really light on the bottom end. And even though, see, they might make the argument this way, and you got to understand the tactics of the enemy to just isolate somebody and look at it and say, oh, well, you know, this guy saved 3% off of 1 million. Look, he saved like $30,000. Meanwhile, this guy down here, all he saved was about $1,500. Okay. So yeah, is 30,000 more than 1,500? Absolutely. But when you're looking at incomes that are just divergent by between $60,000 and a million dollars, obviously it's going to be different. But to the guy who's, who's busy out there making seven figures, the $30,000 kickback it might not seem as significant to the person who's making $60,000 a year and could definitely use that $1,500 extra. This is the real world. We got to get in the real world, people. And they're trying to gaslight you and lie to you and make you think that they're going to be improving it for everybody. Meanwhile, what they actually want is to take more money. And they're trying to make it sound like, oh, well, the revenue's down. We actually don't have enough. We need to get more money because there's all these special programs. Did you also know here's the another fact, also verifiable on their own stinking websites, they are collecting record high revenue. This is something that I can tie even to my own local place down here in Florida. I live in Manatee County where we were trying to, there was a large propagation trying to make sure everybody was going to support the uh, the one mill tax, the one penny mill tax as they talk it because we need to make sure that the schools, the schools are properly funded. And if we don't extend this tax, then of course we're going to lose bus drivers. We're going to lose teachers. We're going to lose all these special programs. And the kids are 
aren't going to be able to eat their lunch. Lies, lies, and lies. I didn't make a video about it beforehand because I figured I would just be wasting my breath. But now it works as a really good analogy because the truth was property taxes are higher right now, currently. So they're already collecting higher revenue than they were before. And in addition to that, their numbers were way off on how much they were actually going to be making on this mill tax. They made like 150% of what they said that they would. So they had plenty currently sitting in the coffers, extra additional revenue that has yet to be spent. So we have a record amount of savings and record high revenue. But if we somehow decide that we're not going to extend this one special penny tax, that somehow we're going to have to start laying off teachers, never mind the fact that schools are just one of the biggest wasters of funds, period. But I digress. So that's the situation that they're doing here too, trying to make it sound like, well, because we, we need to fund all these extra things. Everything's in danger. Don't you want to make sure that your government can do this, that, and the other thing for you? We need to collect more money while they are currently collecting record high revenue. Currently still under the Trump program, by the way. Record high revenue of half a trillion dollars just in the last couple of months, if you didn't know. So for them to come out and try to make it sound like things are in a bad situation, that's all lies. It's all gaslighting because they just literally want more money. They want that wealth transfer. They want to take it from you so that they can have it and use it for their pet projects, which again, leftists always accusing the other guys of the things that they're actually doing. They are the ones with special interest groups. They are the one with the pet projects and the lobbyists and the backroom deals. And they want to make those people happy and they can't do it without taking even more money from you. And let me use the last example in this category to help paint it all really very clear. Because as I just mentioned, there's a local example here. Well, Florida's really nice. We don't actually have state tax, but most states do. They have a state tax and other local taxes. And there was a special program. The acronym was SALT. Kind of bothers me that they use SALT because I'm a big fan of salt and light from the Bible. But they use SALT as the acronym because that was for state and local taxes. And the idea was that you could just write that part off of your taxes. So you're paying taxes. I pay the state tax. I pay the local tax. I can write those down. And now those are deductions. And I don't get taxed on that part of my income because that income was already used to pay a tax. Sure, that sounds fair. That sounds nice. And the federal government giving you a break there. Well, that's very nice of them. But where are the places that are actually hitting your pocketbook the highest with state and local taxes? It's not the freedom-loving bastions of places like Florida and Texas. No, they are the, the super progressive leftist liberal loony bins like California and New York. So we're giving those people a break because you live in a leftist lunacy crazy place where they charge you ridiculous amount of taxes. So you can just keep paying those crazy taxes there and we'll take less for us. I don't like taxes in any regard, but in this case, if you want to keep funding the leftist loony bins that are New York City and all the various crazy places in California, that I kind of think like, hey, you're supposed to be the people who are all about paying your fair share. So uh, let me just ask a question. Why don't you want to pay your fair share? Okay, so these are the people who now say they want to take that back. Dude, Trump took that away from us. So we want to be able to have that back. And then what's the plan actually? Well, it's because the states, the local people actually want to be able to charge more. And it's going to be harder for them to charge more if they aren't able to write it off. And they're like, oh man, we can't actually put prop this up. Remember, politics is local and the local places want to get that money. The leftist loony bins in these cities. And again, it profits the rich more than anybody else. Because if you're looking at somebody who makes median or less and they're paying a little bit of taxes and you go to make your deductions, 
chances are you're just going to be a standard deduction individual. You're just going to pill it. You know what? I'm, I'm not going to get any better deal than that. So I put in the standard deductions, my adjusted income debt changes, and I get money back or I don't, whatever, however it works out for you. But for rich, the people who've got a lot of money flowing through their hands, they got a lot of things, a lot of details they got to work out. Well, that's going to be a very big difference for them. It's not going to just be sit down and figure out, well, how's my adjusted income going to be affected, whether or not I do the standard income or I do the deductions. They're definitely going to do the deductions. They want to get as much off of their tax burden as possible because they really don't want to pay their fair share. And when they lose this one, this is a big one. I'm paying some places are charging ridiculously high <coughs> progressive uh, rates to these places. And they it makes a huge difference in their tax burden if they can write that back off because again, they don't want to pay their fair share. These are the lies that you're hearing. These are the lies that you need to know. So what do you need to do? You need to stand up and just tell these people, hey, how about a uh, note? Don't take my money. It's my money. Y'all are wasting it. You haven't proven yourself to be fiscally responsible. Guys, you guys are only good at wasting money, devaluing money, spending it on things that are not important to me and taking my money and using it on things that I never even heard of most of the time. So it's all lies and the idea, you just need to go find some people who will represent you, who will do well with you to protect your right to make your money and keep your money and stop playing these games so that they can profit themselves and their friends and make it difficult and more difficult for the rest of us to live in this economy. Let's talk about the last issue now. Number three, debt. So all my Dave Ramsey fans out there, you probably know really well that there's this verse out there, right, that tells you that the borrower is slave to the lender, right? Because the person who actually has like that influence on what you do with your money, because really the money that you're using really wasn't your money, it was their money. See how that can like seriously have an influence on a lot of your decisions, right? So you're not actually a free person at that point. And what's supposed to be the freest country in the world now has some of the most debt of ever, ever, period. All right, so uh, how free can you really be when this is a situation. I mentioned earlier that we were facing a catastrophic situation thanks to inflation. Well, this is actually a contributing factor to that. The idea that we're just gonna keep doing debt, 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 debt. All right, the debt is one of the reasons it's hard for us to fix the issue because if we were gonna say we're not gonna keep printing money and we're not gonna keep spending on these all special programs that the government just wants to keep signing one after another and we're gonna raise the interest rate so that we can try to bring some of that back in, well, one of the biggest people who's gonna suffer this is actually the biggest debt Who's the biggest debtor in the nation? <clears throat> the United States of America. All right, the government is currently in debt, and they're at the point now where if we raise those rates, they won't be able to afford the interest payments on those rates. I mean, how would you like it if your credit card company called you up and said, "I'm sorry, uh, that 20% interest rate that we agreed on, uh, it's not cutting it. We're going to have to bump it up to 40%." Uh, now that I've said that, uh, it might be a matter of time before you actually get that call or a letter in the mail or an email or however you get your info from your credit card company. Anyhow, uh, so. If the credit card company is the one who also owes the debt to the credit card company, then what's the likeliness that the credit card company is going to send a notice to the credit card company and say we're raising the interest rates? Uh, probably close to zero. So that's really the reason that they're not going to do that. They're not going to choose that solution. As I already predicted, they're not going to do it. Meanwhile, they're just going to keep stacking on, stacking on, stacking on more debt. How? What's our solution? President Biden, uh, former Vice President Biden, the Biden-in-chief goes out there and says, oh, we're taking our debt responsibilities. We're going to take it seriously. We're going to start fast-tracking solutions. What's your solution? More debt. I'm not joking, guys. If you didn't see the tweet, he literally says his, he is taking a serious attention and he's addressing the situation so that way we can be responsible. We can handle our debt by 
fast-tracking the plan to increase the debt limit. I, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but I'm not changing the definition of his tweet. It literally was, we are going to fix our debt by making more debt. So they're not taking it seriously. They probably don't even understand why it's a problem. They probably really don't care because I've been addressing this issue throughout this whole podcast. The fact that the people who are best protected from the problems they're causing are the people who are causing the problems. So if they get to cause the problems and they benefit from causing the problems and they're protected from the consequences of causing the problems, then what reason do they have to actually stop causing the problems? Well, really none. They're not going to. So the debt's going to keep going up and we're going to keep becoming slaves. And eventually, sooner or later, all the problems that I've been predicting throughout this whole video with regards to money, a lot of those things are going to start smacking us in the face, which is why I'm counseling you to do whatever you can do now to protect yourself from the consequences of when money just starts to, act, to become less and less useful. I mean, you can take, be real with yourselves, okay, if we consider the, the likeliness that there was a time when the money that we have now, if you, there were smaller denominations that were of value, okay, like, but who really cares about a penny anymore? Because what can a penny do? Like, literally nothing, except, you know, it's the thing that you put in the machine when you put the quarter in the machine, and then the penny becomes the memento, right? Because we actually don't care about the penny. I'm cool with, like, entirely rearranging the shape of this penny to be, like, a cool little token that I give to my kids, and they lose it an hour later, right? That's what we do with pennies, but pennies actually used to, like, buy stuff. And nickels and dimes, and we used to have like 50 cent pieces, dollar pieces, used to be $2 bills. Why do we not have these things anymore? Because they're beginning to become useless. Actually, we're living in a day and now where almost cash pretty much in and of itself is useless. So the inflation is just going to do this to all of your denominations of money. And it's got precedent. This has happened before. So just read your history books. You actually you know, you need to go back very far in some cases to understand what happens when you look at places like Venezuela, for example, and what happens to the currency. And what happens to the people who are living there? So protect yourself, find ways to make sure that your money isn't going to just disappear or become useless. Find ways to protect yourself from inflation. Uh, don't take any stupid risks with your money. I'm not saying that. But as I mentioned earlier, like some of the smart things that you can do are buying things that you know you're going to use anyway. Buy it today while it costs less than it will tomorrow. Do that in like pretty much every area of your life. Uh, as long as you don't like eliminate your ability to pay your bills, then you will be doing something good for yourself and good for your family. And then, of course, pray. We need to pray for some solutions because of, here's an important message. Let me tag this on at the end before I'm done because, again, I am promising biblical worldview. And here's something I think many of us might miss if we allow ourselves to become myopic when we're looking at the problems that I'm discussing today. We don't want to forget our Lord, our provider, Jehovah Jireh. He provides for us, right? And this was part of the Noahic covenant was to promise that he would make provision for us. And part of the promise that he comes when Jesus gives a sermon on the mountain and says, hey, look at how well I take care of the birds. Look at how well I take care of the flowers. Are you not more important than this? Maintain our focus on where do our resources, who our real provider, where does our real security come from? It does not come from the dollar. It does not come from the government. This is the problem with socialism and communism, okay? The real solution to our needs, legitimate needs, right? He knows what you need before you ask. It's God. God is supposed to be the one. So we need to do what we can to help make sure that we're all keeping a healthy focus on this issue while we're confronting the people who would reject that idea altogether. They would say that that's not true. You don't rely on God for that. It's our responsibility to do that if we even believe in God, but we probably don't believe in God because believing in God means that I can't manipulate that situation without consequence. 
That's the real truth of that situation. Call them for what it is. They are God deniers. They are truth deniers. They are liars, and they want to use these lies for the purpose of power manipulation, and it needs to be identified. You need to call them out. You are participating with the father of lies. If he's your father, then what are you? All right? So if you're speaking the same language as the father of lies, obviously that makes you one of his children. You're a liar, too. Maybe you shouldn't do that probably bad for you. There's probably consequences that you would really not like to have to, to pay when the time comes. So maybe you can win some people over with that. Maybe that's casting pearls before swine. You'll have to figure that out in the moment. But in the meantime, pray. We look to the Lord for our provision, but also you do what you can to protect your family and to protect yourself and make sure that you're doing smart things with your money right now because they're doing stupid things with your money. And it's not going to be uh, before long when we start to realize that the time to do something about it is either short or gone. And by saying time to do something about it, I don't just mean like stopping them and solving that, which would be great if we can get some people up there and make some better decisions, but also what you can do at home. So look for those opportunities. I thank you guys for watching this video today. I know this was a lot of content, uh, but I feel obviously this is very important content. And I think a lot of people need to get the message out there, especially this last bit about looking to the Lord and taking care of home. Jump on that as soon as you can and make sure that you're helping your friends know that this is what's going on and they need to protect themselves as well. Again, appreciate you. I hope that you'll come back and get some more content in the future because this is Right A Week where we talk about what's right, how it's right, and why it matters.